hello, hello. Back with day two out of the book by Sarah Jakes Roberts, Colliding with Destiny, a 30-day journey through the book of Ruth. The title for day two is Unmasking the Lone Ranger. We often try to protect people from our trouble, but if someone is willing to walk through it with you, don't turn them away. Okay, so I'm going to be reading Ruth 1, 6 through 15. Then Naomi arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the land of Moab. For she had heard in the land of Moab that the Lord had visited his people in giving them food. So she departed from the place where she was and her two daughter-in-laws with her. And they went on the way to return to the land of Judea or Judah. I never can figure those two out. So yeah. <laughs> and Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go return each of you to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. May the Lord grant that you may find rest each in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them. And they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, No, but we will surely return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Return, my daughters. Why should you go with me? Have I yet sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Return, my daughters. Go, for I am too old to have a husband. If I said I have hope, if I should even have a husband tonight and also bear sons, would you therefore wait until they were grown? Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, for it is harder for me than for you, for the hand of the Lord has gone forth against me. And they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Orpha kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. Then she said, Behold, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. A good friend of mine went through a cancer scare. She called to let me know that she had some tests and the doctor wanted her to come in so that they could discuss the results. I was due to go out of town on the day of her appointment. But I canceled my trip and told her I'd be there. She insisted that she would be fine going alone and found a thousand different ways to tell me canceling my trip was senseless. After several unsuccessful attempts to get me to change my mind, she finally gave in and allowed me to join her. For me, being there wasn't something I did out of friendly obligation. I wanted to be there because I needed her to remember that regardless of what the results were, she was not alone. I needed her to remember something we all need to hear when we are soaked by the storm. Fear cannot isolate you if you allow love to surround you. When your life has been shattered into pieces, it's hard to believe anyone would want to help you clean up the mess left behind. It's easier to push people away than to admit you're scared. It's easier to suffer in silence. Naomi had buried her husband and 10 years later lost both of her sons. 
Realizing their wives, Orpha and Ruth, were still young women, Naomi encouraged them to go their separate ways. She realized that their only connection to her died when she buried her sons. Uncertain of what lay ahead of her, she pleaded with them to go back to their former lives. While Orpha heeded the older woman's counsel, Ruth refused to hear any of it. She was not going back. She was going forward with Naomi. How many times have we tried to protect people from going through trials with us? We pretend we're okay so others don't see just how broken we are. When we need people the most, we push them away, afraid they'll see our truth. Or worse, see our truth and leave us. It's hard to believe someone would volunteer to go through the trouble you can't bear to face yourself. As difficult as it may be to trust again, you have to give people a chance to be there for you the way you've been there for them. When we are fragile, it's easier to be carried by love than to be left alone in our grief. Solitude is dangerous when grief is inescapable. Yes, you are capable of winning without the support of other people. With God's help, you have the endurance and strength to make it, even if you don't have anyone on your team. But why do it alone if you don't have to? Over 2,000 years ago, a man was bruised for our iniquities and wounded for our transgressions. But, he, but even he needed help to carry the cross God had given him. It doesn't change the trajectory of our destiny or the power of our testimony when someone eases the burden of your cross. So, for your journal questions, the first, when was the last time you made the decision to stand with someone instead of leaving in hard times? Number two, why did you make that decision? Number three, how did this person respond? Were they grateful for your loyalty? And number four, and the last one, is how do you acknowledge God in hard times? Do you view him as your judge or lawyer? And then ending with our prayer, God, I know you will never leave me or forsake me. Please give me the wisdom to identify your hand in every area of my life. Help me to recognize the people you bring across my path who can help me navigate life's storms. Reveal to me those special people with whom I can trust the pieces of my heart. Amen. Okay, so again, day two, Unmasking the Lone Ranger. The title of the book is Colliding with Destiny, a 30-day journey through the book of Ruth. The author is Sarah Jakes Roberts. And this is Dr. Tamara. I so appreciate you guys continuing to listen. Until next time, be blessed.